resistance. The word resistance brings fear and trembling into most writers' hearts, thanks to Stephen Pressfield, who told us that we have to fight resistance like warriors if we want to stay on track as writers and authors. But my approach, as you know, is different. And in today's episode, I'm going to give you three ways, including the magic mantra of Tina Turner, you can turn resistance into opportunity. Hello and welcome to the Write the Book Inside You podcast. Tips, tools and interviews for coaches and healers like you who want to write a non-fiction book to boost your visibility, clients and cash flow while making a difference. I'm your host, Carol Westmore, a multi-published author and energy psychology tapping book coach. Now let's jump into today's episode. Turning resistance into opportunity, three ways, including the magic mantra of Tina Turner. What is resistance? Where there is a dream, says Stephen Pressfield, there is resistance. Resistance is the act of opposing or judging something. It can manifest as fear, doubt, or discomfort. Resistance cannot be seen, touched, heard, or smelled, but it can be felt. It's a repelling force. Its aim is to shove us away, distract us, prevent us from doing our work. Again, Stephen Pressfield, The War of Art. Especially seeks out those in the creative realm entrepreneurs, artists, writers, and anyone on a spiritual journey or a health path. So how to break free? There are two ways that I know, either disaster strikes or the inner path. True stories. In my story, in 1999, opportunity to change my life, after many years of resistance, was thrust on me in such a devastating way, I feared I'd never make it. A fire started in my home, eventually killing my beloved border dog and forcing my family to move, then sell our house. This was followed by the end of my 25-year marriage, leaving me alone. My kids had left home and broken-hearted. Plus, I was totally broke and had no idea how to move forward. Despairing, I got down on my knees and prayed, God, just let me die or find me a reason for living. I had no clue how to start over other than a soul calling inside deep within to use my talents as a writer and my passion to make a difference to others, to earn a good living doing what I loved. Well, once I had to let go everything, I felt like a big fat failure physically I looked dreadful after the fire and the divorce. I was a wreck. And the breadcrumbs of the answer to my prayer began to spread out in front of me. I picked up a book by Brandon Bayes called The Journey. And something in my soul calling as an answer to that prayer told me to invite her to South Africa, where I was at the time, to help bring healing to the nation which had just come out of apartheid. Nelson Mandela had been released 
and the Truth and Reconciliation Committee was revealing some of the atrocities that had happened. And I thought that this is a perfect time because Brandon Bays talks about forgiveness, which healed her own football-sized tumor in her uterus. She had been working for Tony Robbins when this developed, and she was shown and guided to develop the journey process, which I then became her promoter to, to develop the workshops. And I saw such huge changes in myself and others that I became a journey practitioner and traveled with Brandon all over the world for more than two years, sharing her beautiful process, the journey. Resistance to change was forced on me, but it turned into a life-changing opportunity. And here I say, it's never too late to be what you might have been. After Brandon, I was invited to help promote for people like Carl Dawson, with EFT tapping and matrix re-imprinting, the work of Byron Katie, and the Barefoot Doctor. Now, all of these, I learned some of their tools and techniques as I helped promote them. It was really a wonderful opportunity for me to expand and to do something that I loved. I had been a journalist, so promoting them was part of my mission, was part of my talent. Let me tell you another story about someone completely different a, the, a member of my, one of my friend's sons. His name is Sam. I'll call him Sam. And his world fell apart a few years ago, so badly that he tried to end his life three times. He was a London stockbroker, and a midlife crisis at 40 turned him towards multiple addictions, including cocaine. He ended up totally bereft of his job, total depression, a funk, and in trying to commit suicide the third time, he committed himself to a hospital in London. And within three or four days, one of his friends had got through to him with a book called Letting Go, The Pathway to Surrender by David Hawkins. So he had had this desperate, dramatic, resistance-shattering event when his life fell apart. And all he could think of doing after he read that book, he, he got some aspect of sanity. He began to find some inner peace, and he decided to take himself away from London to visit friends he had made many years ago in Argentina. And there for the next year, he recuperated, he cleaned himself up, he took up things like yoga and became a vegetarian. And in the end, within two years, he had a new life and was invited to work in the Bahamas following his soul calling. He always wanted to live by the sea. He also found a new partner. So there was another example of where devastating trauma ended in a breakthrough. What David Hawkins says in Letting Go is that what we resist persists. The mind gives us attachments and beliefs we think are necessary for our survival. So in my case, I thought I had to keep up the appearance of my marriage, which was like oil and water. And as for Sam, he thought he had to put on this mask to be a, a stockbroker, to live a high life with a girlfriend who had her interests in whining and dining, etc. And now he lives a much simpler, peaceful, yet fulfilling life. So David Hawkins said, let go the programs that made us slaves or victims. And do it in bits if it's, if it's massive. Someone lost their jobs, eh? 
they can't just say, well, I'm going to let go and surrender to the fact that I've lost my job. He might be so, he might be in such deep despair, such a man. Hawkins suggested that they should let go maybe just the, the, the attachment they had to the parking space they had or to meeting their colleagues for lunch. He said, you can do it in bits, but in the end, you have to surrender and let go. Dr. David Hawkins is also famous for many books, Spirituality. He died in 2012. The most perhaps well-known one is Power Versus Force, The Hidden Determinants of Human Behavior. Now, he was a psychologist, a psychiatrist, a scientist, and people listen to him, stop suppressing feelings, release resentments, overcome resistance, surrender the ego, and deepen self-awareness. He said that will bring you inner peace, And he also had a very useful emotional scale that he developed and that he gave out to the world, a proven energy scale using kinesiology. He made it a map of consciousness, showing that when we are mired in fear and despair and the negative emotions, which are usually due to suppressed feelings that can go back to our childhood, We are in a very low vibration. He called it below 200. Anger can be among those which can help you bring you up out of those low vibrations. Grief and sorrow and depression are all in the lower vibrations. The way out of it is through to get to at least courage. And that is where I say you need to take the inner path of letting go of resistance and breaking through, breaking free to the higher levels of love, peace, enlightenment, joy, and the happy, you know, the happiness scale. I'm just throwing that in there because his book, Letting Go, is part of the protocol of reaching the higher vibrations. Now let's turn to Tina Turner. When she passed away earlier this year, May the 24th, I was reading her book on happiness, and I was surprised to hear that she was in an abusive relationship with Ark Turner for many years. That's where she got her name, Turner. But when three different people told her about a magic mantra, which was a chant, a Japanese chant, she listened. And this mantra called the, the, the Nam Myoho, excuse my pronunciation, is called the Lotus Sutra in Japanese. And what she did was for an hour a day, she chanted this mantra while she was still married to Ak, who wouldn't even let her go to meetings. He held, he held such a control over her. She wasn't allowed to leave the house, but she began for an hour a day to chant this mantra. And she says in her book that it gave her the courage. You see what I said about raising the vibrations to courage to eventually file for divorce and leave Ark. And when it came to splitting up the assets, given the intuitive insight to let everything go, not fight for a single thing. And she said, all I'm taking from this marriage is the name Tina Turner. And of course, as her life went on, Tina says that she used this mantra throughout her life to overcome challenges. It is a meaning is I align and connect with my inner Buddha nature. I bow to the mystic law of the Lotus Sutra to blossom and feel happy, beautiful, energetic, and full of life. And the interesting thing, she would chant for an hour before every time she went on stage. A co-writer of her book, Happiness Becomes You, went to some of her concerts. And what he noticed when he was sitting near the front row was that people, the minute Tina came on stage and began singing, their eyes would tear up. 
So he went to the back of the auditorium and he said the same thing was happening. The whole audience was tearing up at just as she appeared on stage. And he asked her this. He said, did you know this happened? And she said, well, before every concert, I do the, this magic mantra chant for an hour. And it is my intention with the chant that it will go forth to every single person in the audience and help them release their resistance to finding their true happiness. So that is why I am now practicing this chant. You can find it on YouTube. I personally am finding it's a resistance-clearing and happiness-bringing mantra. So I leave it with you to pursue and look it up. Tina Turner's Magic Mantra. So that's one way to answer the question, how can you turn resistance into opportunity? Another way, which I have spent my lifetime investigating, is energy psychology. And if you read my books, you can break free fast EFT tapping, power boost the law of attraction with matrix re-imprinting, and even my book, Online Dating Success, How to Find True Lasting Love, Attract Your Love Hero and Dump the Love Villains Like I Did. I used energy clearing techniques plus the law of attraction, and this is what I teach in all my books, including for writers now, recently published The Inner Path of Writing, Make Love Not War to the Writer Within, and upcoming this in, in the next quarter is my book for writers, Bust Writer's Block Forever, Seven Game-Changing Ways for Writers, Authors to Kiss Writer's Block Goodbye and Unleash Creative Inspiration. There's seven game-changing ways, which I'm sharing, and the eighth way, which came as I was writing the book as a bonus chapter, is how chat, GPT, and AI can be a creative catalyst for you when you want to break through writer's block or achieve your, your greatest creative inspiration. So that book will be coming out soon. And from it, I have chosen to one of the chapters, and you can see that part two, the quest to bust writer's block. The book covers the work, freeing your best self, havening, self-soothing your anxiety, EFT matrix tapping, hacking your reality, logo synthesis, taking back your power, alter ego, rewriting your story. The one I'm going to share with you now, chapter 11, internal family systems, IFS, harnessing self-energy to heal blocks. And I really recommend that you get the book by internal family systems creator, Richard Swartz, called No Bad Path. IFS views the mind as a system of multiple parts, each with its own thoughts, feelings, and beliefs. In his parts therapy, which he is now teaching at Harvard Medical School, and which has been accepted by people like Bessel van der Kock, The Body Bears the Burden, many trauma therapists are accepting and praising Richard Schwartz for what he has pioneered with parts therapy. So three of the main parts that he cites are, are what he calls managers, firefighters, and exiles. Managers are the parts of you that try to keep you safe and in control. Firefighters are the parts of you that react to stress or danger. And exiles are the parts of you that carry emotions or experiences that have been pushed away or suppressed. 
So I hope you can see that the correlation between all the work I, I talk about in beating resistance so that you can find the gem within that resistance and come out the other side with peace, happiness, and living your soul's purpose. Overlighting the different parts of us that are playing up or causing problems based on suppressed emotions is the self, which takes on a compassionate and empowering role, guiding the exploration and healing of the parts. By developing a trusting relationship with the self, individuals can facilitate internal healing, transform limiting beliefs, and integrate conflicting parts into a more harmonious and coherent whole. Our parts can sometimes be disruptive or harmful, says Schwartz, but once they're unburdened, they return to their essential goodness. And unburdened is the word he uses to free up the parts that are suffering from unexpressed emotion and trauma. He says that when we learn to love all our parts, we can learn to love all people and that will contribute to healing the world. To recap and conclude this episode, I asked you, what is resistance? And we heard from Stephen Pressfield, where there is a dream, there is resistance. I asked you, can you, are you willing to hear how you can turn your resistance into opportunity? Did you know that how to break free, you can either do it when disaster strikes or you can follow the inner path, which I recommend. Triggers present a doorway of opportunity to resolve resistance by the inner path. So it's not that you don't have any resistance or any blocks as a writer, but that you can have tools, a toolbox to heal the resistance, to break through along what I call the inner path. Today I presented three ways. Letting go with Dr. David Hawkins, the Lotus Sutra Mantra, which in a turn is secret to happiness, and internal family systems, which looks at the self orchestrating and harmonizing our parts. In my book, Bust Writer's Block Forever, I address some of these game-changing ways for writers to kiss writer's block goodbye. The whole concept that we have inner parts that have been traumatized, and energy psychology, the work of Byron Katie, logosynthesis, there are many tools in this toolbox which can help you to break free forever. Cherry on the top is that we can use ChatGTP as a creative catalyst in our journey to break through resistance and look for the opportunity. So I hope you enjoyed that presentation and my thoughts on how you can turn resistance into opportunity. Thanks for joining me on today's podcast. Want a free gift to inspire you further on your book writing adventure? My free checklist, five book hook tips to kickstart your book writing journey will help you get clarity on the key essentials to make your book a winner. Download it at writethebookinsideyou.com forward slash free gift. The links are in the show notes. Until next time, a big virtual hug and keep writing. Thank you.